This is a teaching message from Church of the Living Water of Austin. Alright, so like I said, for this Family Life class, we have a question that we're going to get to. And kind of the same thing we've been going over, it seemed like, for the last three weeks around wives and husband and marriage. I love these questions. Um, so before we get started, we're going to have, uh, we can always go over the definition of marriage because, again, I hope it doesn't get old because it really sets the, the tone and sets the, the guidance about marriage. And so we're going to give the definition of marriage. Marriage is a divine institution created by God whereby two rational, free moral agents choose to enter into a lifetime covenant with another imperfect person. Again, marriage is a divine institution created by God whereby two rational, free moral agents choose to enter into a lifetime covenant with another imperfect person. Alright, so that's the definition of marriage. Now let's get to the question for this morning. What do you do if the role in the household is backwards? The wife is showing the leadership in the house. Where does the wife turn when she needs help or refreshing? Again, I'll read the question again. What do you do if the role in the household is backwards. The wife is showing the leadership in the home or the house. Where does the wife turn to when she needs help or refreshing? And so for my portion of this, the first thing I'm going to deal with is this, this opening statement about the role of the household is backwards. So, so here's the thing, you know, wives and again in marriage. I mean, if you recognize that the role of the household is backwards, right, that means that you recognize it needs to be a change. And so that's interesting. Just think about that, right? If you know something is wrong, backwards, you know, backwards is never right, for the most part, especially when it comes to marriage, then you need to change. And notice that you need to change, right? The wife. Don't worry about the husband. You do your part. You need to change. Because you know the role is wrong. The role is backwards. So that means as a wife, you need to change. That means you need to get into the role of, guess what? The wife. Remember the vows? Right? Who, who take this man? You said, I do. Right? You, you knew exactly what your role was when you stood there for the vows. I'm the wife. I say yes. The husband says, I do as a husband. It's amazing. Rose never backwards when we're standing there getting married at the wedding ceremony. Anyway, so go back to those things. That's why it's good to go back and listen to those vows when you have the wedding. Um, but understand that as a wife, you need to get back into the role of the wife and stay there. You cannot play the role of the husband. Notice that you cannot. We know I said play the role of the husband. Because that's all you're doing. Right? The direction of the home is given to the husband. He is responsible for hearing from God for the direction of his home and leading it according to God's standard. Okay? Understand that. So you, as a wife, are there to follow his lead as he follows Christ. So you are the 
helpmeet, suitable for him. That's the role you need to play. That's the role you are in. Okay? So let's go to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. Understanding the role being backwards and making sure you understand as a wife where you are at in this husband and wife relationship, marriage, which is called covenant. Titus chapter 2, starting at verse 3, it says, The age women, likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teacher, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, and then catch this, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. So that means, again, it's very clear when we talk about the role of the household is backwards, that means here's your role, wife, obedient to who? Your own husband's. The one that you married. The one that you said I do. The one that you said you was in covenant with. You should be obedient to your own husband. What does that mean, obedient? That means you need to submit yourselves. Put yourself under submission to your own husbands. To follow your husband. And to let your husband lead. And give him the opportunity to lead. That's the role. That's what you signed up for. And so I want to be very clear about that. And as wives, you understand that. that that's the role. So you recognize this backwards. You need to change. You need to say, you know, let me get out of this leadership role and get into my submissive role and be obedient to my husband. Now, here's an example of someone that, and I've been waiting on this. And I was telling these other ministers, I've been waiting on, on this because, you know, just let the Spirit of God lead me to, to get to talk about Jezebel. But I think it's a good good occasion to go to Jezebel. So let's look at the example of someone that was backwards in the roles. Go to 1 Kings chapter 21. 1 Kings 21. First Kings chapter 21. Look at this in verse, starting in verse 17. Verse 17, 1 Kings chapter 21 says, And the word of the Lord came to Elijah, the Tishbite, saying, Arise, go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel. Now I'm going to stop right there. Ahab is the king. There's only going to be one king. In your homes, husband and wife, there's only one husband. There's only one wife. The wife is not the husband. The husband definitely not the wife. Right? So leadership, you see that Ahab was the king. Alright, so Ahab the king, and again it says the Lord said to Elijah, go talk to the king, Ahab, which is in Samaria. Behold, he is in the vineyard of Naboth, whether he has gone down to possess it. And thou shalt speak unto him. Speak unto who? The king. Saying, this say, thus saith the Lord. Hast thou killed, and also taken possession? And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, In the place where the dogs licked the blood of Anabath, 
shall dogs lick thy blood, even thine. Now, we're not going to get into the whole story of what happened here. Go back and read about these things around Jezebel and, what, and, and, and Ahab, what he did with this man's possessions for this vineyard. But notice here that God addressed Nabal. I mean, God, excuse me, God addressed Ahab as king. God never said nothing about his wife. Catch, catch this, right? Understand this. When God addresses you as husband, he's talking to you as a husband. When God addresses you wives as wives, he's talking to you as a wife. Why? Because you need to stay in your role, in your place. So God addressed King Ahab, told him what he's done, and he said, where the dogs licked in the blood of Naboth, the one that you had killed, shall the dogs also lick the blood even thine. And then he turns. Let's jump down to verse 23. And of Jezebel also spake who? The Lord. Now, notice he said Jezebel. He didn't say queen. He didn't say king. He said Jezebel. Right? He's going he gonna to identify who Jezebel is in a minute. And Jezebel also spake thee the Lord, saying, The dogs shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Him that dieth of Ahab in the city, the dogs shall eat. And him that dieth in the field, shall the dogs, um, shall, the, shall the fowls of the air eat. But there was none like unto Ahab, which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord, whom Jezebel, who? His wife, stirred up. So when, here's my point. Here's the thing I want you to understand in the passage of scriptures we read. When it comes to being backwards. That is not God's order. Women, if you are in a place of leading your home when you should be in a place of submission in your home, then it is backwards. It's called wickedness that you have stirred up. Get yourself in position. Stay in a position as a wife. Don't be foolish. Don't let the dogs show up to lick you. Because when the dogs show up, the dogs represent foolishness, vile, wrong. That's why it's amazing. The dogs came and licked them up. So be very careful that you're not in a place of being foolish as a wife, that you stay in your role. Regardless if the man is not leading or not, that's his responsibility. You stay where you need to be at. And let God address him as the husband, as God is addressing you as the wife. Amen? Amen. That leads a perfect segue into what I will be discussing this morning. And um, before we get to that particular piece, uh, so let me back up. I'm going to be addressing the second part of that, which is the wife is showing the leadership in the house. So we're going to get more in depth. Minister Hasten touched on it. We're going to get more in depth in depth into that. Um, and ministers, one of the things that I have been um, it's been for the last three weeks. It's right. It's been in my mind. So we have these three words. So listen close. So we have these three words. We have role. Heard that come up. We've heard leadership or lead come up, and then we've heard responsibilities. And all three of those are very distinct. All three of them are very distinct. The role is attached to the gender. The role is attached to um, just that position in the relationship. And relationships, right? Because the children have a role. 
right? So everybody has their role. There's a role as a husband. There's a role as a wife. There's a role as children. Okay. Then we have responsibilities. We know that tasks. These are the things that just have to be have to have to happen in the house for the house to function. And then we have leadership. I kept that one for last because this is where we're going to launch off. Leadership. Now think about this. So we always we know that the man. So and the man not only is his 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 role in the home is. The husband, his role is head. Because that's in the scripture, right? We said that the scripture says that, that the head of man is Christ. We know the head of Christ is God the Father. And we know that the wife, that the man is the head of the woman. Okay? So keep that in mind. Leadership is different. Yes, the men lead as a part of their role as head. But bring, stay with me here. Even in the church, there's leadership. Anybody in AMC? That's leadership. Okay? Designated leadership with designated responsibilities in that leadership role. Even in that, everybody has their designated spot, right? In this church, Christ leads this church. He leads as the head of the church. Our pastor then leads us under the direction of Christ, the head. And then we have the ministers and deacons, we have the department heads. We all have leadership roles and responsibilities under the pastor who leads. In all of that, in all of that, you have your responsibilities and they you have boundaries within that responsibility. You have boundaries within that leadership role. Okay, so we need to keep that straight in our heads. Keep that straight because sometimes in these questions, I feel like we're trying to use those things simultaneously, use them synonymously as they're the same role and leadership, and they're not. They're not the same. So that's what we need to keep in mind. Okay, as we're going forward, Proverbs chapter thirty-one. Let's look at that. Proverbs thirty-one and twenty-seven. Because it's a, your, your leadership in your home as a wife, it doesn't stop. It doesn't, but, and it does not mean that you are the head. You have some leadership responsibilities in your home. Proverbs 31. Oh, and I'm all the way. I'm sorry, I should have marked this. Proverbs 31. Okay, let's look at verse 27. We're not going to go through the whole chapter. We did that last week, pretty much. 31 and 27. She looketh well. So we know in in all of this scripture, in all of 31, it tells about all these things that she does, right? All these things. She shops and she, she she does all her stuff, stuff. She does stuff. And when I say shop, she shops for a house, okay? Not always for clothes she, she's shopping for a house make sure everything's right so verse 27 it says she looketh well 
to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. So she is busy looking after the ways of her household as part of her leadership that yields, listen closely, as she yields to the head of the house. She looks after the ways of the house as she yields to the leadership and the headship of her husband. Leadership. That's leadership right there. So sometimes in our households, we can have those leadership roles, again, but they still should be in subjection to and yielded to the headship of the husband. When you go out and start doing your own thing, and so, so, and so one of the things that I'm hearing, that I, I'm hearing, I don't know about anybody else or the other ministers, but, and again, because we don't have a whole lot uh, with the questions, so it, it kind of have to, we, you know, have to, some discernment, and, you know, we have to kind of take things different ways. Um, but in my mind, I'm hearing you say that basically I'm just doing it all. I'm not consulting with my husband. I'm not consulting with my husband, but he's not uh, offering anything. This is what I'm hearing because I'm just doing it all. And so you're used to doing it all without yielding, without consulting. Which means that you are not allowing him the opportunity to function in the role that he's supposed to function in. You're not giving way for it. You're not giving place to it place for it and so that's one of the things we're talking about changing that's one of the things you have to change we're talking about changing you you can help change that situation just by doing that just by doing that yeah okay so yeah you're used to doing stuff you know, I'm used to uh, disciplining the children. I'm used to doing the finances this way I'm used to whatever it is in the house But how about yielding to him? Okay, so even saying, so I've been used to, I'm used to doing this. I've been doing this my way. How would you do it? Do you have any suggestions about what and how? That's giving place. That's yielding. Even if, even if he don't want to take over the finances and you still have to do it, that's fine. That's your leadership role. You're going to do that. But in your leadership role, you what? You yield. You still submit in your leadership role. So that's how you do that. You need to invite. I don't care if he doesn't take the initiative. You in your role, in your place, in your scope of responsibility you need to make way for God to do what he can and what he wants to do now this is what's going to happen let me tell you this turn to 1st Peter chapter 3 1st Peter chapter 3 and let's look at verses 1 and 2 1st Peter 3 one and two, and the scripture. This is almost uh, uh, identical to Titus. Likewise, ye wives, 
Be in subjection to your own husbands. That if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. So your fear, and I heard in the last question last week, there's fear. Right? Fear in in what's not going to happen for the home if I don't step up and do it. Well, here it says that they also, without the word, because your, 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 your complaint is he's not following the word. The word tells him to leave. The word tells him to do this. The word tells Without the word. It says without the word. Even if he's not following that. Without the word, it says what? He may be won over by the conversation of the wise. And this is not you telling him what he should and should be doing. <laughs> this is about conversation, meaning even your actions. That you know, actions speak louder than words. Even in your actions, it talks about a, a, a conversation. Conversation, it is nonverbal. It's a powerful nonverbal communicated. They are powerful nonverbal communicated messages. It's your manner of life. It is your conduct. That's your conversation. It's your manner of life. It's your conduct. It's your behavior. It's your deportment. Your deportment is your demeanor and your posture. All of that is your chaste conversation. So he can be won over by your demeanor. He can be won over by your manner of life. He can be won over by your conduct and your behavior without you even bringing up the word of God. Because then your life shows the word of God. And your behavior depicts the word of God. And all of that, he can be won over. Because now, as I said, if you, when, when, you, when you operate and function in your, your, your leadership role in the home and in your role as a wife and you start to yield and you even again even in the things that you normally do just go to him and ask go to him and inquire go into him and consult I'm thinking about doing this what do you think about it giving him the opportunity making way and that will show that will begin to show now see now it's going to be something different you start going to him he's like She's asking my opinion. I better have one. <laughs> she's asking me what I she's asking me what I think. Oh, first that's shocking. <laughs> but after he gets over that shock, he's gonna be like, Oh no. If I don't know, I better find out. I better have an answer. Let me think about it. I don't have an answer for you right now, but let me think about it. But then he will start to think, okay, this is my place. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Then God, that makes room for the Holy Spirit. If he's born again, that makes room for the Spirit of God to start to, start to minister to him. I remember our pastor, our founding pastor, he would say, you know, at one point, Sister Hill was in the world more than I was. And then, you know, all of a sudden it was like, oh no, I can't let that happen. You got to do your part to put him in position 
And you're not, you're not putting, let me, let me retract that. Because you're not putting him, God already put him in the position. <laughs> God already put him in the position. But you need to do your part to yield so that he can see his position. And his role. And his leadership. And then, think about some of the things. that We, we talk about, you know, he doesn't do this and he doesn't lead and he doesn't. Think about some of those small things. You need to pray and ask God. I know we mentioned this last week, probably the week before that. You need to pray and ask God to show you, to reveal to you the places where he is leading. I think I heard Minister, Minister uh, I think I heard Mr. Martin, Mr. Martin say that. His wife knows that when it's clo- close to dark, don't, don't even let it get dark. You, 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 when you were children, your parents said you outside playing. They said don't, don't let the, the, the street lights hit you. That means you have to be in the house before the street lights come on. So his wife understands that she, he wants those blinds closed. Well, in your mind, that's a small thing, but it's leadership. No, it's not taking care of the finances. No, it's not taking care of the children. No, it's not doing this. But it's leadership. The small things. So you need to find out, ask God to reveal to you the small things. And you yield and you submit to that. And again, your spouse is going to say, oh, oh, she is listening. I heard one of the other ministers say, when I'm driving, I'm driving. If we're in the car going somewhere, and I'm driving, that's leadership. I'm going to get us to where we need to go. So wives, don't try to take that leadership role. Why are you going it this way? Why are you doing it this way? Why are you turning here? Why are you going there? Why? Ooh. Oh, come on now. Come on. Come on. And don't act like you ain't done it. I said ain't. Don't act like you ain't done it. No, it's not the way that you would do it. But guess what? He's leading. Let him lead. If you get lost, you get lost. But listen, if you get lost, don't say it. See, you had him in that. No, no. It's okay, babe. We lost. Let me help you. I'm your helpmate. I'm, you know what? I'm going to fit you like a glove. We're going to Google this, okay? Let's get some directions. Better yet, don't even say that. Honey, I know we love. Would you like for me to Google this for us? Let him be the one to say, yeah, yeah, go, go on, go, Google that. Simple things. Just simple. Practical things. But guess what? He's going to see that. He's going to see that change. He's going to see that you're, he's going to see, he's going to see, and he's going to be like, okay. That helps them. Help meet. That helps them. Prudent. That's a prudent wife. Remember I said that the prudent wife. She's wise. That's wisdom. I've taken this knowledge that I'm getting. I've retained it. And now I'm going to apply it. That's a prudent wife. Amen? Amen. Amen. I love that uh, scripture where, you know, it talks about that um, one by the conversation of the wives and, and their manner of life. 
I mean, just to be frankly, you know, honest with you guys, we're, we're living our lives, right? We are living our lives. This is our life. Your marriage, this is your life. I mean, God wants you to have the best life possible. But this is your life. These are, take, you know, we, we often say that, that God is speaking to those that are hearing. Take, take the, the, the counsel and the words of God to heart because this is your life. This is your life. It's, you're not going to be handed another one. The life that you have now and the life that you're making, the life that you're finding in the Word of God, this is your life. So God wants you to be successful in your life. Go with me real quickly to Proverbs 14. And it's a, it's a scripture that we've uh, touched on before. We're just going to grab a couple of things and then we're going to be out of here and preparing for the next service. But Proverbs 14, verse 1. What I love here is it says, Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish pluck it down with their own hands. It says every, every wise woman, not, not just some, but every wise woman, that she builds her house. And what this means is that, that she's taking um, specific action. She's, she's taking focused activity in order to build her house. What I, this question that we got, it says, um, the wife is showing leadership in the house. Where does the wife turn when she needs help? Or refreshing, and the part that I want to focus on because this this is this is your life, is when it talks about refreshing. When it talks about refreshing, so you are a member of your house, right? I know you're looking to the needs of your husband, you're looking to the needs of your children, and it sounds like this person feels like like a, like she needs help. She needs she needs refreshing. Just know that you you are a member. Of your house and every wise woman, she builds her house. So you have to understand, you know, how how am I going to help myself? How am I going to build up my my, my my own self? And uh, one one of the things is 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 recognizing that refreshing that it comes from your relationship with the Lord. When you hear that word refreshing, you hear the word you know rest. You hear that word renewal. You hear that word. Uh, restoration, you hear that word nourishment and feeding but just know that all of that comes from your relationship with the Lord. You know, I, I've heard people talk about retail therapy, right? That you can go out and you can you know, if, if, you, if you shop enough and you, you go to the right stores uh, I've heard people talk about spa days, right? That if you, if you go to a certain place and, and get things done and get your mani and pedi, that that, 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 that sets your mind right but just know that, that those, act, those are just activities. Those activities in and of themselves, they don't bring refreshing. Right? You know people that have also gone shopping and they can't stop from shopping until they spent all the money plus the money. And they still aren't satisfied. You know people that have a hair appointment every week. And they still complain about the condition of their home. Those are just activities. Your refreshing, your renewal, your nourishment... It comes from your relationship with God. And just know that the refreshing of the Lord, listen, we're not just talking about this hypothetically. It, 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 it touches all aspects of your person. We've been ministering to spirit, soul, and body. The refreshing of the Lord, it touches all aspects of your person.
Go to Psalm 3. And it's something that, that's, that's very familiar. And I, I just love the way that, 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 the way that God opens up His Word to us. Just go to Psalm 3. And if you'll indulge me, I'll, I'll start with verse 1. It says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. It says, Many are they which say of my soul, There is no help for him in God. Verse 3 says, But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory, the Lord is my glory. The lifter up of mine head. What I love about this is, is the psalmist, you know, he, he's real. And, 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 I, and when I hear this question, I, I, it, it sound, this sounds like a real woman. She says, you know, I cried unto the Lord. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. You don't have to try and hold it down and pretend like it doesn't exist. It's okay to cry. But who are you going to cry to? I cried unto the Lord with my voice. And he heard me. I cried unto the Lord with my voice and he heard me out of his holy hill. You know, sometimes when you cry and complain to people, they don't hear you. But when you cry to the Lord, he hears you. And when you know that the Lord has heard you, look at verse 5. I laid me down and I slept. Now you can have peace. Now you can have physical restoration. And it says, I awaked. For the Lord sustained me. I love this passage. It, it, it says that, you know, I'll let, I'll let my request be known unto the Lord. And he brought me, it wasn't just a, a spiritual knowledge, but he actually allowed me to get sleep. Sometimes we need to get some rest. And, and when I waked, you know, some, some of you, 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 you've laid down with troubles and woken up with troubles. But when you lay down your burdens and give them to the Lord, you, you wake up and you're refreshed. It may not even be a whole eight hours. It could just be five hours or just a short period of time. But you wake up and you're refreshed. You feel like, you feel like there's life that has been poured inside of you. That's that refreshing. And that only comes from the Lord. That only comes from the Lord. In Psalm 23... Very, very familiar passage of Scripture. But I just want you to see that, you know, not only does it say that the Lord is my shepherd, that he, he's, everything that I, he's everything that I need. I have no, I have no lack in the Lord. I, I, love, the, I love where it says that, that he makes me to lie down. That he's going he's gonna to take me to the place where there is nourishment He's going to lead me to the infrastructure where I can get teaching and I can hear the things that will help me to live my life. He says he leads me beside the still waters. And verse 3 is, the, is where I wanted to focus. It says, he restoreth my soul. The Lord is your refreshing. He restoreth my soul and, and leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And so first of all, recognize that refreshing, it comes from your relationship with the Lord. Secondly, you have to purpose in, your, you have to purpose in yourself to give glory to God. 
you know, so often we, uh, we, we, we get into a mode of where we criticize and we, and we see fault and we see lack and we see shortcomings. And we forget to give glory to God, to give thanks to God for what He's already done, to give thanks to God for what He is doing, to give thanks to God because we know His promises, that His promises are sure, that they will come to pass. In Luke chapter 17, verse 17, you can just write this in your notes. Jesus is, is, is he's healed some lepers. And I just love this. We teach this to the children in the back. He, he's healed these ten lepers. But only one came back. Only one came back. In, in verse 17 it says, And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They're not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Jesus is saying to the stranger, Listen, there was a healing that took place for all ten of you. But you came back to give glory to God. And he says, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. There's been restoration. There's been refreshment. On the inner, in, in, in the inner man, not just the physical but in the inner man, there's refreshing when you give glory to God. Third thing is you have to practice. Listen, these are things that you're going to have to, you have to develop these muscles. Bodily exercise. You know, you want to be refreshed. You want to be renewed. Yes, get your, get your workouts in. Get your walks in. Get your sleep in. Eat right. But just know that you're going to have to practice these things also. These, these spiritual disciplines. Purpose to give glory to God. Practice contentment in whatever state you find yourself in. Practice contentment in whatever state you find yourself in. In Philippians chapter 4. You know, when we were teaching this, we, we, we taught out of Philippians and we said, Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Because when anxiety comes from when you've, you've, you've done and you don't feel as though your labor is going to be productive. It's going to be fruitful. You're not certain about the result. In Philippians chapter 4, just looking at verse 12, it says, I know how to be a base and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. That whatever, I'm not, I'm not looking to put myself in the worst possible position. But whatever position I'm in, I'm going to learn how to find contentment. I'm going to learn to give glory to God in that position. Listen, if you're in a place where you can take a cruise, take a cruise. If you're in a place where you can buy an outfit, buy an outfit. If you're in a place where you can just get 15 minutes to yourself, take those 15 minutes to yourself. But if that's not where you are... In whatever situation you find yourself in, be content in that. Don't neglect your responsibilities saying that you need to take time for yourself. Don't turn a deaf ear to the needs of, the, of your home saying that, 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 that this is your personal time. Right? Whatever, whatever state you find yourself in, be content in that state. And the last thing I wanted to say is that you're going to have to, we said this on Wednesday night, is, is change your perspective on the situations that are happening around you. Change your perspective on the situations that are happening around you. 
Know that all things are working for good. Know that all things are working for good. You know what? They may not be for your pleasure. They may not be for your entertainment or for your enjoyment. But know that it is for purpose. It is for purpose. Romans chapter 8. Verse 28. Romans 8 and 28 it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. You know, one thing that about this, this, this word refreshing, it, means, it, it also means to, to, to cease from struggle. When you're refreshed, that means that, 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 that you're ceasing from your work. And what does that mean? Your work and your struggle, that's when you're working against the Word of God. That's when you're working against the will of God and trying to implement your own will. But it says in the Scripture that we know all things work together for good, but it's conditioned. It says, to them that love God. Love is an action. Love is seen in our conversation. Love is seen in the way that we live our life. Love is seen in the way that we live our life. And to them who were called according to his purpose. To them that set themselves to the purpose of God. You know, too often we misinterpret and we say that all things are working for my good. And sometimes we say that all things are working for the good. No, it just says that all things are working for good. All things are working for good. And it says to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. And so if you just practice some of these things, and you know, I love, I love um, um, the minister, uh, he said that, that we have to, to understand, you know, what our roles are and address ourselves. You know, this question was written, you know, by, by a wife, but this, this, this applies to the husband as well. Right? We're ministering to the entire family here. This applies to the children as well. You know, some children, they, they, they believe that they are uh, stressed out because they're, they're taking on responsibilities. Why, am I, why do I have to do that? Why don't you do that? We all, we all have our roles. We have our responsibilities. And there's leadership according to God's delegation. Amen. So, again, we are, we are living our lives. This is, this is your life. This, 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 is, this is not... This is not just something that, that you're doing for a season. This is not just something that you're doing to pass the time. This is literally your life. And these teachings are to help you to live the life that God wants you to live. The life that is according to His purpose. The life that's according to His purpose. Amen? This has been a teaching message from Church of the Living Water at Austin. For more information about our ministry, please go to our website at livingwateraustin.net.